Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Sacred Symbols. So how is the beginning of summer going for you guys? There has been so much energy through this month. Can you feel it? Like there are these points in time where it almost feels as the as though like massive transformation is happening in a very succinct and short period of time like over a couple of weeks it'll feel like gosh when i look back on my life in the past 3 weeks it feels like 3 months ago right there's been so much that's gone on and we're definitely moving through one of those times allowing everything that needs to come up to come up to be seen in a different way, maybe to be felt, to have a new perspective. It's a really, really powerful time. And I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about sacred symbols on this episode. Um, Symbology is so important to me. You know that I share it all over Instagram in different ways with the angel numbers. Um, But it has been a profound part of my awakening journey. I talk about it in my book. Um, And I'm really excited to talk about it today with our guest, uh, Whitney Freya. And we're going to be talking about her new book, uh, 30 Days to Unstoppable. And she has a really cool process of using symbols um, in meditation to kind of unlock this greater creative potential that we have, right? We are all creative beings, and this is a beautiful way to kind of bypass any resistance we have and really open up that door to understanding ourselves as infinite. So she is the author of three books on personal creativity, and she's an inspirational speaker. She's a leader of a community that circles around the fire of inspiration and personal freedom, so important through her online programs and coaching training. Since 1996, when Whitney dared to open an art center with a zero art background, she's been committed to creating her most inspired life and then helping others to do the same. It turns out what we spend most of our attention on and where we send our intention, often without awareness, is truly what determines our life experience. So for her, uh, learning to live as life as an artist, right, truly, and a creator, gives the perfect perspective through which we can take back our power. What does that really mean to take back our power? It means going within to reconnect to what you want, what lights you up inside, what inspires you, and what calls to your fearless self, and what you want to create in this lifetime. Whitney strives to free people from all of those shoulds and have-tos, and reconnect them to the present moment magic that will take their breath away. She lives her own inspired life in Northeast Oregon, and is either flying her paraglider or skiing around the mountains out there if she's not in her studio creating art. With no further ado, Whitney Freya.
Whitney, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. I am really excited for our conversation, Shauna. Yes, I know. We're lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, so I want people to first, before we even dive into your amazing new book and all this good stuff, um, just kind of get to know your journey. Like obviously, um, you've been on a beautiful path and take us back to kind of where this all started to awaken for you to bring you to today. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a crazy story and um, one that I never would have expected. I was four years out of college, um, had been selling books door to door in the summers and, and very convicted that I was supposed to come up with the idea or that I just had this sense that there was one idea that I was going to receive at some point of the millions that I seem to receive every day. And, um, and that happened in uh, winter of uh, 95. And I was reading a book called Zen and the Art of Making a Living. And in it, the author, Lawrence G. Bolt, quotes Nietzsche as saying, art is the proper task of life. And the author says, many of you will dismiss this statement and think it has nothing to do with you, but this book will insist throughout that unless you adopt an artist mentality, you won't be able to create the life of your dreams. And it was very clear to me, right? Like four years out of college selling books door to door that life was way more like a blank canvas than any kind of multiple choice test. And I wondered where people went to develop this artist mentality because I had been this incredibly vocal and out loud wannabe artist my whole life. <laughs> I had had an art teacher when I was nine tell me, you know, drawing wasn't my thing. And so what I heard was that I hadn't inherited that artistic gene, right? And um, so I proceeded actually to follow that intuition. And, um, and this is one thing I teach my clients that when you receive a call like that, that gets you super excited and also feels big, um, to just stay present and take one step at a time and kind of allow it to unfold, right? And so within a year, I had purchased a rundown house in an up and coming neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee, where I was living and um, opened the doors 25 years ago, um, exactly to this art center, still never having painted on a canvas myself. And I mean, you know, the short story of it is I went from my own wannabe, I can't paint and draw to owning an art center, to experiencing the growth and transformation that can happen when we let go of the I can'ts, you know, and I'm not good at this and just open because I now owned an art center, right? So I couldn't get frustrated and wad it up and throw it away because I was sharing this space with other people. I started teaching classes um, about a year or two later because I found that I was better at helping people that were new to painting um, to fall in love with it because I was new to painting. <laughs> and my, <laughs> teacher, my teachers that were these well-trained artists just didn't get how scared people were, right? And so fast forward, you know, my creative journey came up alongside a spiritual journey, um, which of course was there all along. I mean, I was very aware without having the language and being in the conversation around receiving the intuitive information, you know, following the energy. Um, I would visualize people at breakfast talking about what can we do different today and, and trying to plant the idea of coming to the Creative Fitness Center. Because this was before social media, you know, people weren't really using emails. So, um, so I was doing a lot energetically and intuitively without even really knowing, right? It was just what was available to me. And um, in uh, 
2010, um, my husband at the time and I bought a 700 acre ranch out in Oregon that we were planning on moving to in 2011 with our three kids. Um, and we did that, got out here in this magical land, living the dream, you know, built the dream house. He didn't have to work anymore. And I realized that nothing was going to make him happy and I needed to go take care of myself. And and nurture my own well-being and happiness. So I left this, you know, from the outside picture perfect um, marriage and everything and, you know, moved into a rental in town in this small country town in the, in the rural Northwest. And, um, and my painting practice took on a whole new layer because on the one side, you know, my human self was scared to death, right? That I'd screwed up my kids, that I'd made the wrong decision. And my infinite self knew exactly what I was doing, right? And when we paint, when we go to the canvas for this transformational, intuitive, meditative type um, experience, we raise our vibration. We align with that creative frequency that is, I believe, the soul frequency. Like we're here to create. We're creating in every moment. It's just whether or not we're doing it with or without awareness. And the painting practice I teach makes that visible. So um, so since 2012 and that whole transition, um, I have been like in this whole new you know, facet or whole new spectrum of this creative practice that I share with the world because it supported me so much. And I really also tapped into and learned that we are being guided in each and every moment with um, symbols, sacred symbols, everything's sacred, of course. Um, but so I teach this kind of conversational, you know, soul frequency, you could say painting process where people can really connect to their deepest knowing and their own inner wisdom and what they're here to create, what gets them stopped and what's going to inspire them to move forward. Um, so it has been a wild ride for sure. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, it's just, I'm smiling over here. You can't see my face, but you can hear it maybe in my voice <laughs> because it's such the journey, right? And, and it is, and we are creators and it is a creative process. And I love that it began with you know, what people literally feel is creativity, right? Art, like something very, you know, artistic um, and expanded into really, oh, this is a whole creative process. We can create our whole life, right? And we can create our reality. What happened as you started to kind of, oh, I don't know, I'll call it awaken, like this other aspect, right? Where it's like, I'm going to take, not just focusing on, you know, let's say painting or stuff that we consider, everybody considers creative, but expand it into the greater creator. Right. So um, what I became really aware of is that we are meant to live um, in this very intimate co-creative relationship with our soul, with our higher self. Um, I refer to her as our infinite self, my infinite self now, and that we can learn to trust the ideas and the dreams and the visions, the desires that we receive that feel significant, right? They're deep. It's not just like you hear about something or you see someone's shoes. Oh, I want those. It's like, no, this is those ideas that wake you up in the middle of the night, which could be, I want to buy a new house by the ocean, or I want to travel to India or, you know, the Hawaiian islands, or it could be starting a business or writing a book or whatever it is. Um, it can be little or small, but when you feel that call to 
create something, to experience something new. I want people to understand that they have this infinite reservoir of support um, coming from your infinite self, coming from the divine, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, Because I believe that idea or dream that you've been given has literally been given to you. It's it's a dream that wants to manifest and be experienced um, on this physical plane. And chances are, it's actually wanting to come through you for the benefit of others, right? It, it may not even be uh, solely to benefit you at all. Um, we are like these portals. And um, we know scientifically that everything exists as energy before matter, everything. And so what I'm helping people to do now through a meditative process that's guided by symbols is to understand and tap into yourself as an energetic being, as well as your ideas and dreams as visions as energetic beings, and then how to allow yourself to be in this co-creative relationship with your infinite self so that you can truly feel unstoppable because you understand that it's not all up to you. This isn't, this idea isn't dependent or dream isn't dependent on your personal individual skill and history, right? It has everything it needs contained within the dream, the vision, just like a seed, right? You go to plant a tomato plant. You don't need to like check in with it every day and tell it what to do next to become a tomato. It has everything it needs within it. So likewise, these dreams that we're getting, especially right now on this planet where there's so much transformation being called for, you can trust that that idea and vision has everything it needs to come to fruition. It just needs you to be like the gardener, right? To allow it to come through, to create space for it to grow, to to give it the attention and intention, um, you know, just like water and light so that it can grow and expand into this physical reality. And I discovered personally that when you tap into that, that paradigm of what we are inspired to experience and create into our lives is being given to us by something way bigger. You can transcend your own personal limitations. You can transcend your history up until now. You know, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. None of that matters because your infinite self is infinite. (laughs) I have observed myself and clients over and over surprise themselves, you know, just by getting out of their own way and trusting, staying present and taking the very next step. And then the very next step. <laughs> it's so the true. The very next step. It's, right? Yeah, right. And then the next step. <laughs> and it's so true because like, you know, sometimes, I mean, I think everybody's like been in these like ego conversations where it's like, what if I'm not good enough? Or what if I actually don't want this dream? Or what if I discover, you know, all these conversations about, it's all about me, right? It's all about, it's all about me. It's all on me. It's like, you know, I don't know. And we toil with ourselves, and it's like, wait, what if it's so much bigger than that? What if it's not just about you? Right. And sometimes that's the very thing that can help us just kind of move forward is going like, we can get so lost in circling around our three dimensions you know, personality and ego. And it's like, what? Wait, it's infinite. I love the word infinite, by the way. Um, I did a summit at the beginning of this year with the word infinite, the infinite you summit. Um, So it's so meaningful to me. And it's true that like, when we get into that expanded state where it's not, you know what I mean? You're not just circling in like past ego, whatever, you know, about your personal self that you call on so much more, right? You discover that you are so much more, you discover so many, um, you know, just 
beings, right? So much information there to support you. And um, I call that the land of little miracles, where you just start walking the path and things start coming in and and you're just in awe, right? Of that experience. I mean, I'm sure you with your clients are many times like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ever since the beginning, like I remember catching the eye of my adult clients as they walked up the walkway to the art center in Nashville, you know, years ago, and they would look at me and raise their eyebrows, you know, with that look, that expectant, excited look, and they walk in the door and just be like, guess what happened? Like I did it or, you know, I, this opportunity came up. It's exactly what we were just talking about the last class. Right. And together we were looking at each other with our, you know, mouths wide open, like, oh my gosh, this works. Like it's totally because of your art class. It's totally because you're opening up and saying, okay, maybe up until now I've been telling myself I'm not creative, but I understand that that belief has been formed by an out of date program that I was raised with that viewed art making and creativity as solely a way to create product into the capitalistic system, which is fine. Like we're infinite beings, you know, we've got nothing but time. We create these roller coaster loop-de-loops just to keep life interesting, right? But now we're remembering that, oh yeah, like we're actually here and we do create our reality in each and every moment. And we know this, you know, everyone can look at one event and see it completely differently. And how you view the your creative process, you know, when something doesn't go as planned, you can look at it as see, things never work out for me, or you can understand like, wow, okay, so I guess I'm not supposed to go that direction or there's something else happening or the timing or I'm being guided so I can trust. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't take it personally. And, and when you are in alignment with this new creative story, which is what I spend my time educating people about, then you can become unstoppable. Then you understand that it's not all up to you. And, you know, I think that's why humanity is where we are right now, where, you know, you can't look in any direction and not see like a blank canvas just waiting, you know, the transformation is just ripe on every single level. We just need people more and more opening up to all the ways things can get better rather than all the ways things aren't the same as they used to be, right? Yeah. The they should have gone. Like yeah. we are given, we are being cracked open to create more space for more, you know, love and joy on this planet. And it's dependent on those of us meeting it, meeting this present moment in time with that creative awareness um, that only knows possibility, only. It's all it can, all it can receive is, what if we did this? What if we did that? Like, you know, it cannot exist alongside uh, the gloom and doom and hopelessness. Oh, it's so good. Let's talk about 30 Days to Unstoppable, your new book, Be the Dream Made Visible. And um, and I want to dive into what you were mentioning about, you know, symbols and, and meditation, how you're working with symbols. Yeah. So um, what's really fun and the reason the cover of this book is black is because in um, on December 30th, uh, 2018, um, at about 10.30 a.m., I put on a night mask, a sleep mask, and with the intention of spending the next 20 hours in complete darkness because I wanted to take it off and paint um, before the sun came up. And this was inspired by um, a shamanic tradition in the ancient Celtic 
um, spiritual tradition where the, the shamans were poets and they would often spend 24 hours in these huts that were built specifically to be completely dark. And then they would emerge from that 24 hours in the darkness to write poetry that was viewed to be especially potent because that poetry was the medicine and the magic and the healing source um, in their tradition. And so when I read about that, I was like, well, how much more powerful would it be to paint after being in the dark for that long? So, um, so during that time um, in the darkness, which I love that sometimes it's about going into the darkness to be able to see clearly, right? Um, I was meditating and I saw a familiar symbol, a sacred ge geometric symbol that I'm familiar with called Metatron's cube. And it was like in this moment, I understood that sacred geometry could serve as this unifying force between our logical linear kind of 3D based ego centered left brain type awareness, right? And our right hemisphere, which is one with the universe connected to our infinite self, love based, creative, all of that, um, because sacred geometry is such that, you know, scientists understand that nature grows everything in this mathematical perfection that is represented by sacred geometry. And then our right hemispheres understand the mystical thread that sacred geometry has been, you know, that it's been carved in, you know, Egyptian temples for thousands of years, that there is magic there. And it, and we are, we're all attracted to it. Everybody loves sacred geometry that knows about it, right? And so what I understood in that moment was that bringing sacred geometry into our meditation um, could really help get us into that meditative state, raise our level of consciousness um, sooner with more speed, dare I say, than, um, than otherwise. And so when I was in that meditation, it was like watching pieces of a puzzle come together. I saw Metatron's cube that at its most basic level is a six-pointed star that's um, also traditionally referred to as the Jewish star or the kind of 2D drawing of the Merkaba, which is the two pyramids from above and below. It's an ancient symbol of union, which is the union of you as human and infinite, as light and matter. And it's surrounded by these six spheres or circles um, that is from the under lying foundation that is the flower of life, which most people are familiar with. So in that meditation, I saw a teaching that had been kind of swirling around in, in my consciousness and that I had shared with some people around how to care for ourselves at this kind of foundational level so that if you've got these kind of energetic bases covered, everything else is going to work out. And those two teachings, the Metatron's Cube um, and this energetic wellness came together. And so 30 Days to Unstoppable is a meditative process where you go into a place of union as symbolized by Metatron's cube, and you are making sure, tending to, nurturing, filling up your six spheres of wellness so that you as an energetic being, which you are first and foremost, are operating, living, surrounded, and filled up with such a high vibration that life on the external plane has to align with your vibration. And this is just quantum physics and how energy works, right? Like like attracts like. Um, energy wants to harmonize and resonate with each other. And so if you're at a high vibration, and I was teaching this online last January and February, 
teaching that, you know, when you nurture a high enough vibration, it doesn't mean that, you know, the external world isn't going to go to crap or the economy, or you could lose your job or your home or whatever, but you will be, (laughs) you will be taken care of because you are at such a high vibration. You will have new opportunities presented to you right away. You will have good friends who have extra property and want to give you a house. You know what I mean? Like you will be cared for. This is the new insurance policy. The new 401k is vibrational. And, um, And then I spontaneously described it as like your own energetic Noah's Ark. Like we're building our own Noah's Ark so that when the external world, you know, really starts into the shift, which again, I'm teaching this last January, February, that we will be safe. And then we get the pandemic rolling through, you know, the the media. and Everyone's like, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) Looked at each other like, holy crap, because really that's, that's been my motivation all along is this understanding that that humanity is going to shift from fear to love. And when that happens, we're going to need all of our creative spirits on the front line. And when the pandemic hit, it was this like, oh, here we go. Like this tremendous sense of, of timing and perfection and destiny um, for myself and all of us who are are trying to remind people that you are creative. You are so powerfully creative. And what we are living through right now is an example of humanity creating without awareness. So let's learn to create with awareness. And it starts with energy and vibration. Absolutely. 100%. Like we're so aligned. Um, (laughs) I'm like, it's like talking to a sister. Um, It's, it is so interesting though. And I'm glad you brought this up because um, I've talked about this a lot as well. Um, You know, going through what you talked about in like 2012. And when you go back and talk about your journey, like whatever you want to call it, spiritual awakening, coming into greater knowing, you know, the, the point at which you look around your life and you say, things need to change, right? This is not where I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to be connecting vibrationally. And you obviously as part of the grand plan, you know, start choosing things that are different for your life, start moving out of, you know, certain ego choices you might've made in the past. Unknowingly, you start realizing, you know, what you created and you do, like you talked about, have this voice of like, am I going to ruin my kid's life? Am I making the wrong choices? Like all of these types of things that people go through when they're, you know, when they are shifting their vibration really at a fundamental level. And, and as you go through that process, everything on the other side of that becomes what you're discussing here, which is you're continuing to see the greater creative potential. You're living more in infinite possibility. So you're not as afraid. It's not like, oh gosh, I can pick A or B and there's no other alternatives. It's like, there's an infinite amount of alternatives. Like yeah. I can choose an infinite amount of things. And, and as you start to open up to that, of course, like fear dissipates, right? Cause you're not pigeonholed into like, it has to be this or this and there's nothing else. Right. And, and you start to have a greater perspective and doing that work, like you're describing is like, creating a protective like vibrational alignment for you right as people are called up to you know however they chose in this lifetime are called up to their own transformations right whether that's the pandemic that starts that process for people or whether it's things that go on in their personal life that begins that process that once you have kind of aligned and continue to align to that higher vibration there's just so much support right? There's so much like those miracles that happen. Like you said, like, you're like, oh, a friend has a property that I can live on, or I can go here. It's like, 
things just start showing up. And I think it, you make such an important point to understand um, that the, the spiritual work or the awakening work that we do, like does shift all of that, right? And does start to, I mean, don't you think awakening work is like transforming this whole, res, like how you view fear and how you resonate, you know what I mean? There's so much fear that comes up in the process of transformational work um, that your relationship changes and you stop vibrating, right? With that being the foundation. And instead love becomes the foundation. Um, but I think that piece of the puzzle is something that you know, that a lot of people haven't considered that there is a vibrational kind of safety net that occurs for people. Absolutely. And when you are nurturing that safety net, um, your natural response to fear when it comes up again is a curiosity. Like, what if this fear that I'm feeling isn't here to stop me? Isn't letting me know that I don't have what it takes. What if this fear is here as a guide, as an ally? It's making me aware, wants to make me aware of another tool I need in my tool belt or medicine in my medicine bag. You know, there's something else I can do to prepare for this so I don't feel fear. Rather than allowing the fear to block you, I believe fear's true intention is to bring us present right? To kind of get us at this heightened mode, tuning into, okay, what, what am I being called into? What do I need more of? And then taking steps from there. I talk about this a lot. Um, and we have a lot of misplaced fear, just like almost everyone that I meet is afraid of the blank canvas. And if you unpack that for just a second, it's like, what exactly are you afraid of? Right? Like you can't find the thing. Oh, it's like Absolutely. Like, I mean, going to a place of like, I call it the gap, right? Right. Where there's just, there's like, it's like a vacant lot, right? Like you've like taken down an old building, you've de deconstructed anything old and you're just looking out over infinite possibility. Like, and, and that, and that why are we so afraid of that infinite possibility? Right. Like we see it as like, there's nothing there right? Going to this place of like nothingness, like zero, like there's nothing. And I'm like, which really is the seed of everything, right? Anything and everything you want to plant there, build there, create there, like allowing your imagination. It's so funny because, you know, we do so much to squash imagination in so many ways, like, you know, even as kids come up in the world. Um, and really this is everything we're talking about is about your ability to expand, right? Think, like imagine something bigger, see something bigger, like, and see that infinite possibility. And so exercising, you know, that expansiveness is so important at this time, right? Especially when, when we see so much change going on around us, like, you know, people get triggered by the fear of change and then you want to almost like close up, right? Or your ego wants to close up and, and see an even more limited vantage point or what is being told to you, right? Versus what if this is an opportunity to expand, right? Like you're seeing, okay, there's lots of change going on in the world. This is the invitation to see a more infinite vantage point. Absolutely. And it's also important to remember, and I 
educate this, you know, in all my programs right at the beginning is helping people to understand that truly that logical linear part of your brain, which the brain is very task specific and, and it is responds just like muscles. So this logical linear fear-based part of our awareness has been highly triggered and also rewarded. You know, it's the structure, it's the plans, it's the bottom line, it's the guarantees, um, it's the good grades, it's all the external appearances. And that's what our Western society has taught us is valuable and, and worth nurturing to keep us safe, basically, right? Even though they might not use that term. But that part of you is also physiologically programmed to resist all change. Yeah, Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, this is where the sacred geometry comes back. So I'm, I'm constantly, you know, meditating on, okay, how can we understand this more? How can us humans be on the ground, like loving our humanness while also really feeling this deep, intimate connection to the infinite spaciousness? And, and the sacred geometry is a bridge where it provides a structure that your left brain can trust which allows your right hemisphere awareness, um, which, you know, this is all speaking mostly symbolically, but it, it holds up um, to allow your right hemisphere to really be the, the a part of you that's steering the ship. You know, it's, there's that old saying about how the mind makes a terrible master, but a wonderful servant. You know, our heart is meant to lead the mind. The mind is there your logical linear self is waiting to take orders to say, you know, to be told we are going to bring this dream into reality. We are going to make this dream visible. I don't know how, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know who's going to help. I don't know where we're going to get the time or the money, but that's up to you. Like we are doing this. Like I feel it. This is going to be, you know, tremendously rewarding for myself, for others around me. And so the first thing we need, the very first thing we need, right, is what? Like we need to make a phone call. We need to search something. We're going to learn something new. And, and then the left brain, if you don't ask it permission, yep. <laughs> it, will, it will be a beautiful servant and it will help find and align. And, you know, I'm picturing, I'm seeing like, you know, this part of you creating the kind of like the airport security lines for all the support that's going to be lining up to help you. Like that's its job. Um, but what we were taught is we get these dreams and visions and ahas, and then we've got to make a plan to make sure it's going to work, which is turning around to our logical linear mind and saying, hey, I've got this idea that I've never done before that I don't know will work and I, it might cost money and time and I'm, I don't have any training in it. And, you know, all you're going to get is, are you kidding me? No, you can't do that. You can, you've been meaning to clean out under your bed for the last decade. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it'll throw up all these things that all of a sudden you have to do. And sadly, and, you know, speaking from experience, this is why people stay in emotionally, physically abusive relationships um, that can seem so obvious to people on the outside. Like, what are you still doing there? And it's because literally the unknown could still be worse. And that's just how we've been programmed. So that's our knee-jerk reaction. Um, and that programming is way out of date. So yes. <laughs> time to transform that immediately. Time for an upgrade. <laughs> and I love the symbol, right? Because because some you got to get beyond that resistance. You got to, and I love that you're talking about engaging both parts of the mind. Like you can't, 
you know what I mean? You can't, you got to get through the filtration system, that well-programmed filtration system, um, and engage all aspects. So this is an amazing contribution. I'm super excited about it. Um, symbols are so powerful, like, and I love how the kind of inspiration happened for this. Um, so maybe you can share with people where they can find out just more about your work and also more about the book. Yeah, absolutely. So WhitneyFreya.com is my website. Um, I have uh, many online courses at WhitneyFreyaStudio.com, which of course you can get to from WhitneyFreya.com. Um, there's actually a seven-month online program um, for this Unstoppable Dream book and process that I work with people in that course very closely. We meet um, live multiple times a month um, because I really love one, helping people guide them, validate, you know, what they already know, create space for them to come into this divinely co-creative relationship, um, as well as circle up in a collective with other people who are completely fascinated and committed um, to this as well. It's tremendously supportive. Um, and then the book, 30 Days to Unstoppable, is of course available on Amazon. Um, it's also available in audiobook. Um, if it's not on Audible now, it will be within days and um, and on my website through an independent uh, audiobook platform. So lots of ways to find it. So awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm just in total alignment with what you're sharing and, and your incredible way to allow people to open up their creativity. I think it's I think it's amazing. You guys go out, grab the book, 30 Days to Unstoppable. Um, I think we're going to hear a lot more um, in the coming years about symbols, and I think it's going to become a very important, important part of this transformation that we're all undergoing. So thank you for, you know, sharing this with the world now and getting everybody going. And it was lovely to have you on the show. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you for creating this space. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.